0: Hi, I'm Walter Hallam, and you're listening today to the Walter Hallam Ministries podcast. Get ready to receive a powerful word from God today. Uh, The scripture says that Jesus looked and he saw afar off this fig tree. And he goes over and he's going to get some figs. He's got his disciples, Peter and James and John, and they're with him. And when he got there, it was full of leaves, but there was no fruit on it. And then he made a statement. Jesus said, uh, No man uh, ever bear fruit from you again. And it died from the roots up, from the roots up. And it kind of amazed the disciples. They said, I wonder why Jesus is talking to a tree. Well, maybe he was talking to a tree because one day he knew he would be hanging on a tree for you and me. But he spoke to that tree. So I was studying it, you know, as a pastor and as a student of the Word of God. It says he saw it afar off. I used to think that that literally meant that he was way down the road and he looked and saw it. And in one tense, it could have meant that. But in the original language, which was in Greek, in the New Testament is Greek, the Old Testament is Hebrew. When it says he saw it afar off, it doesn't just mean a long distance, it could also mean a long time, like a long time ago. Uh, far away, a long time ago. And I'm of the opinion that since that area right there seems to be, most theologians agree, where the Garden of Eden was in that particular region. I don't want to go into a deep teaching on that, but that's there. Is it possible that Jesus, maybe when He walked in the cool of the Garden, in the book of Genesis chapter 1, in His pre-Adamite state, before God sent his son uh, to be uh, born and take on the form of a human, is it possible he walked in the cool of the garden one time and he was looking for fellowship with Adam and Eve? But Adam and Eve had sinned. And consequently, uh, the glory of God had left them, the the. the, the 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 Bible, there's the word Shekinah. The presence and the glory of God had left them. And they ran in among those trees and they tried to hide themselves and they covered themselves with fig leaves because now their covering was gone. And they realized it when they had disobeyed God that they were subject to every kind of attack that could happen. And the Bible says God came into the garden in the cool of the evening. And then he realized what they had done. And the Bible says they actually told about it. And then Adam, of course, blamed the woman for it. I don't even want to go there. Some things just never seem to stop, do they, huh? But can I just say to you today that that maybe Jesus was reflecting. Maybe he was coming through that same uh, general area where he had been thousands of years before through the Garden of Eden, and there's a fig tree. And he looked and he recognized something. And it's like he flashed back, if I can use that term. And he saw it. And he said, no man bear fruit from you any longer because the fig leaves... Now stay with me here, i got three more minutes. The fig leaves are what he was using, what Adam was using to cover himself in the garden. He was trying to cover and make himself presentable in the presence of God through fig leaves. And, uh, and, and all of a sudden when Jesus saw that, He realized that of course He was doing this for your and my benefit. So we would learn in 2020 that Jesus is alive. That He was from the beginning. He is now and He will be tomorrow also. And the scripture says He recognized that. And He said, no man can self-justify himself. You cannot cover yourself up with good works. You cannot do any of those things to make yourself acceptable before God. You have to believe on Him. And Jesus just kept on walking. The next day, they come back that way again. And Peter says to Jesus, this is in Mark chapter 11. He says, Jesus, look, the tree that you rebuked, it has died from the roots up. From the root. Come on, think about it with me. From all the way from the root, all the way up. It wasn't just like the leaves had turned brown. It had died from the root. That takes you all the way back to Adam's original sin. And God is teaching us something there. And Jesus said, now listen, Jesus said, Have the faith of God. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing the word of God. Romans chapter 10. Uh, It comes by hearing the word of God. Jesus said, have the faith of God. And then He turned. Jesus, it's like He turned. I believe Jesus used a lot of demonstration in what He was doing. He said, see that mountain? He, he said, if we would just have that faith in Him. Now watch the teaching moment. He said, whosoever shall say to that mountain, be removed and cast into the sea. That mountain was approximately where Jesus was going to be crucified in just a few months. And Jesus took our fig leaves. He took our sin and all of those things because He was God in flesh. He was able to bear our sicknesses, bear our sin. And He's telling them there's going to be a mountain right there. It's going to be loaded up with the sin of humanity and just like with you, just like with me. And he says, whoever will say to that mountain, be removed and cast into the sea. The Bible says in in the book of uh, Psalms that that's the sea that God forgets everything in. A sea of forgetfulness. He divides it as far as the east is from the west. East and west can never meet. He divides it completely away. He said, whoever will say, say it, say it. Whoever will say to that monumental circumstance, be thou removed and cast into the sea and doubt not in your heart, but believe the thing you say will come to pass, you will have the thing you say. Therefore, I love when God says therefore because you need to go and look what it's there for. That means what I have just said is why this now works. Therefore, because I've just said that, Jesus said, now this will work because verse 23 is there, now verse 24 works. Therefore, I say unto you, you means you, you means me. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire. I don't know about you, but I desire salvation. I desire the presence of God. I desire the goodness of God. I desire forgiveness of sin. I desire to be a new creation in Christ and to be a little more like Him every day. I desire to go to heaven when I die and not go to hell. I desire to see everything from coronavirus broken all the way up to the common cold. I desire to see cancer removed. I desire to see poverty and lack destroyed. I desire that. I desire to see racism broken. I desire to see unity in the spirit and the bond of peace. I desire to see brothers and sisters helping one another. I desire to see joy that's that's unexplainable, even in the midst of the storm, knowing that Jesus is just going to walk right up to your boat anyway. Therefore, he said, because you bind that, believe in your heart and tell it to go. Therefore, Jesus said, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, I desire for my sons and daughters to be blessed. I desire for my grandchildren to serve God and their generation and be leaders in righteousness and successful at what they put their hand to. What things soever you desire when you pray. Prayer is not an option. Prayer is a necessity. It activates the power and the wheels of the kingdom of God on earth. What things soever you desire when you pray Believe you receive them, and then you shall have them. So when we pray tonight, we believe right now that God has heard our prayer and we receive, and then we shall have it. Hebrews 11, uh, uh, chapter 11, verse 1 says, Now faith, there's two kinds of faith. There's this human faith, and then there's a divine faith that comes from hearing the Word of God. That gives you the ability to believe what you don't even understand sometimes. I don't even try to understand everything about God. Uh, No man can know God just with the carnal mind. You have to understand Him by faith. He's a good God. He loves you and He keeps a covenant with His people. Now faith is the substance. One translation says, it is the title deed. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and your faith you believe that's the evidence that you have the thing that you have not yet seen that's so powerful to hear that never mock faith never never make fun of faith don't ever ever say with your mouth All those Christians, you know, all they're doing, they're just, they're in denial. Look, I'm not in denial. I live on the same planet you do. I just happen to be a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And I found out that His Word overrides the things of this. When I say what God says for the same reason God said it, it's wonderful how God begins to cooperate with you when you cooperate with Him. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23 says, that we should hold fast the Apostle Paul or Luke, whoever you think penned, The book of Hebrews says hold fast the confession of your faith without wavering for he is faithful who has promised. Think about it with me a minute. Hold fast the the profession of your faith. The word profession is uh, the same word that you see other places for confession. It's a beautiful word in the Greek. I enjoy sharing a little of this. My time is up now, but I want you to hear this. The word profession or confession is two Greek words put together. It's, it, it, to make one word in the Greek, it's the word homologia or homologio, depending on its tense. H-O-M-O-L-O-G-I-O, homologia, two words put together. In the Greek, the word homo, H-O-M-O, means the same or the same as. The same as, two that are exactly alike. The same as. And logia is the word, we get our word logistics, our English word logic. And it means an aligned set of facts. Something that is logical. Something that is defined or understood. But when you put the two of them together, homologia, it becomes the word homologia. And we get our word to confess or to say the same thing as. And it means not just to parrot it like a little parrot out talking. It means you have got a conviction in your heart. You have believed in your heart and you hold fast. You say the same thing as God. What did God say? He said he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities at Calvary. He had stripes placed on his back for our healing. And with, uh, and with, his, with his sacrifice, we are healed. He was tortured or tormented, the Bible says, for our peace. Oh, hallelujah. So I'll just say the same thing that he says and I'll believe it in my heart. And so when that mountain tries to rise up, when corona tries to rise up, when, when, when sicknesses try to show up, when fears, when crime, when, when that challenge against your marriage When those old iniquities try to rise up and cause you to go back into the thing that God set you free from. That's when you rise up and you say the same thing that God says to that old mountain. And you say, in the name of Jesus, sickness will not take my family out. It will not take me out. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. I believe it in my heart and I give God the praise for it right now. It's exactly what it means to hold fast the profession of your faith. You can teach a parrot to just say the same thing. When I was a young boy growing up, I had six brothers and sisters. My father pastored for 50 years, a great Holy Spirit church. And I had the honor of growing up under his tutorage and under his leadership. Not only was he my father, but he was my pastor. My little mother's, little Italian mama. She was, uh, I mean, Irish mother. My wife is Italian. And, um, uh, by descent. And she's a little Irish lady, five foot tall, red-headed. And oh, she was a spitfire for Jesus Christ. Powerful little lady. Raised five boys and two girls. And I'll never forget, I had this real strong mind and a real strong attitude. I was a strong-willed child. And they didn't want to break my will, but they wanted to help mold it and bend it toward Jesus. I mean, I was trying to go to hell. You know what I mean? But they kept praying and they wouldn't let it happen. My mom would say something like this, or my dad would. They'd say, Walter, we want you to do something. Now you go do what mom and daddy said. Or if they came to me and they said, whatever you're doing, I want you to no longer do it anymore. I want you to stop. And when they would talk to me, if they saw this attitude on me, like, well, I may do what you say, but I don't, I don't want to. It kind of reminds me of that story of, of a little uh, child that was in church that time, a little bitty kid, real strong-willed kid. Listen to this just for a moment. And he, he, just, uh, he just wouldn't shut up. He would just start cutting up and cutting up and cutting up in church. And, and finally his mama said to him, said, no, you better stop it or I'm going to give you a spanking when you get home because that's what people used to do, you know. I'll give you a little spanking when you get home if you don't stop cutting up in church. And that little boy sat there like this. And just added it on his face. He said, well, I may be shutting up on the outside, but I'm still talking on the inside, he said. Well, you know, sometimes, sometimes, listen, when God speaks to our heart, we need to get our heart right where we believe in our heart, not just parrot something on the outside, that we say what God says. And my mom and dad would say to me, now I want you to go do what I tell you to do. And if I had an attitude about it, they had the attitude that you're not obeying me until you've got the right frame of mind. They were real plain about that. Therefore, when I would try to rebel and go the other way, they had enough just good old country wisdom and the, and the unctions of the Holy Spirit to know their son might be doing it to get them out of the way, but I hadn't changed yet. And they were, were going to require that change from the inside out. Can I just say to you today, that we hold fast the profession of our faith, not because we're parrots just talking the Bible, but because we believe in our heart that what God said is right. And regardless of the circumstance on the outside, we say Jesus is Lord. His name is above every name that is named. He's the only one by virtue of resurrection from the dead has the right to be called Lord. Jesus. Hallelujah. Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. Maybe you have areas in your life that you've just kind of heard the story, but you've never with your heart believed. What better time than right now? Not just to say something with your mouth, but believe in your heart. Romans 10, in the Bible, the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, says this. Listen, if you will confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord, homologia. if you'll just say the same thing that God says. If you will confess with your mouth Jesus as your Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from... I don't have to believe it in my mind. My mind doesn't wrap around people coming back from the dead. Uh, In the natural... My spirit, though, somehow I know Jesus defeated death. He defeated sin. And I refuse to deny what I know in my heart because God has said it. He said, if you'll confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe from the inside out that God raised Him from the dead, thou, you, me, we will be saved. For with your heart, your spirit, you believe unto His righteousness coming to you. Not our righteousness, His righteousness. It's the miracle of the new birth. It's very spiritual. It's very real, and it's yours. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. Not with the mind, with the heart, the spirit. And with your mouth, confession is made unto that total delivering power of God. It's wrapped up in one word oftentimes in the Bible, salvation. Sozo sits right there, it's yours. So when you say yes to Jesus... We say, God, from my heart, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And I ask you, Jesus, to be my Savior and Lord. Teach me your ways as I go along, and I will learn. I'll renew my way of thinking to the, to the ways of the Word of God. But I want to I apply what I'm feeling in my spirit right now. Why don't you just pray this with me right now? Just pray it with me. Say this with me. I'll lead you in that prayer of salvation. Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe He died for me. Come on, this is for you. I believe He died for me and I believe He arose from the dead. Jesus, be my Lord. Be my Savior. When I die one day, I want to go to heaven. Until that time, I want to be your child. Use my life for your glory. In Jesus' name, I believe. I believe. I believe if you have prayed that right now, if you've just prayed that, that God heard your prayer. If you just say somehow, in my inner man, I believe Jesus is Lord. Why don't you, you're watching online, why don't you quickly just... Send us something you may be watching on Facebook live or the live stream. You may be watching on WHM I'm not sure where you're watching. You'll see this on direct TV. You'll see it in, in in many nations of the world before long But the main thing is that we hear What God is saying? I believe if we hear we believe and we say with our mouth Well faith is the substance of things hoped for if you're sick and hurting in your body I know you're hoping for healing If you don't have enough money, I know you're hoping that God will help you supply that need. That's what faith does, it believes that God, He is Jehovah Jireh, the Bible says. He is the God of supply, the God of abundance, the God of provision, I believe He'll supply your need. If you'll believe in your heart and pray, then just put your hand to whatever God has told you to do and make that decision that you're gonna serve jesus christ as your savior and your lord this is walter hallam and i want to thank you for listening today and just receiving that good word of god that you've gotten off of this podcast you know bringing a podcast to you it's free to you but it costs to take the gospel of jesus to the world you can be a partner you can help support Uh, men and women i found are so generous when the word of god is coming into their life They want to help take that gospel to someone else. You can text to give today to 832-981-1601. And you can give any support, any amount, and it will be a great blessing. And it will help take the gospel of Jesus uh, to someone else. We'll go the next day and the next day. So text to give today, 832-981-1601. And I want to thank you in advance because without you and with others who support It would be so difficult for us to get the good news of Jesus Christ into this great generation. Do your part today. Thanks for helping. I love you. I can't wait to see you on the next podcast.